Last episode, we promised our listeners that we would do a special little segment in which you review a documentary that you just watched. So, without further ado, let's kick off that segment. So, welcome to the very first segment ever on Indie Cult, where John Soul reviews, or, or not even reviews actually, where John Soul describes documentaries that he's just seen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, the uh, subject of this like, segment uh, is the Werner Herzog documentary, Grizzly Man. Spoiler alert, of course. So, John, tell us, you just finished watching Grizzly Man literally a few minutes ago. Yeah. Let's go into it. Um, um, <laughs> uh, all right. I, I, I really wish we had a video component because it's so hard not to just smile so hard and just like just keep it together when it comes to doing something like this because like now that I've seen it I feel like I've seen everything <laughs> that's the only way I can describe this film it's a it's not what does that mean it's a documentary film and it's <laughs> It's a full feature. Like it's not something that you sit down and you peek on YouTube and it runs for like maybe thirty eight seconds and it like blows your mind. But like tell me how many of those crazy videos that you can recall now, not in conversation, uh, but just think like it's left like a resonating and impactful thing on you. And Grizzly Man to me is something while I was watching it. I was just shocked, <laughs> like from the very first take, the very first scene, his monologue, and there is like a humongous bear behind him. Like I'm talking like a one-ton animal with three-inch claws, not even 10 yards away from him, and he's filming something so inspirational. <laughs> That you cannot help but say to yourself that I'm going to devote my undivided attention to this for the next hour and 40 minutes. So basically this guy and I didn't need to sit through a good 67 minutes of this film to have one of his close friends say that it's a point in his life where he was drinking a lot. He was experimenting with a lot of things. And something just clicked, and basically he started to despise civilization, and he would spend every summer (laughs) with these freaking humongous grizzly bears in Alaska. (laughs) So, with with that being said, uh, I definitely say everyone should watch this. It's crazy like how 
he interacts with a full-grown grizzly bear. He is touching these things on the nose. He is filming countless hours of footage. I mean, you did say spoiler alert, but I don't want to take anything away from how Herzog put this all together because there are just, like, you, while you're watching it, at first it's genuinely, like, for someone like me, I'm going to give you my range of emotions that were captured. For me, it was hilarious for a good 25 minutes. Like, this was hilarious to me. Like, the way he was, like, because he's directing this film, this 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 guy, not, not Werner Herzog, it's a Werner Herzog documentary, but the guy, Timothy Treadwell, he's... So, so, so wait a second. Well, let me cut you off just really, really quick. You got it. Why don't you actually say what the documentary is about before you go into specific? But that's the thing. I don't want to. I don't want to say anything like in specific. I'm just gonna give like my impression of it, just so someone okay. wants to like if they want to appreciate. I, I think people should appreciate it the way I appreciated it <laughs> because like I had. So like I said, it was a very Fantasia esque experience for me it was there was a lot of things being spoken in a lot of different languages but they made sense to me like it spoke to me so basically with that being said <laughs> like you think that the first like for the example the first 25 minutes i found it hilarious I'm like there's no way this is going to be hilarious for an hour and 40 minutes whatever the, the runtime is of it so it goes from being funny to me to being kind of sad and depressing because, like, all right, spoiler alert, he fucking, he, he gets killed by a bear, this guy. The bear fucking eats him alive. So, <laughs> so dude, I, I think I think this segment is for people that have seen it. Uh, okay. So feel free to spoil it. Okay. So this guy goes and he, he snaps one day because, again, he did a lot of things. And he just started living in the wilderness with fucking grizzly bears and... Eventually, he gets killed by one on his, like, 13th summer doing this. And sadly, also his girlfriend was, which adds to, like, the element of, like, the different feelings and atmospheres and themes throughout this documentary. So, like I said, it's not just funny. It does have intermittent funniness to me, like, that that peaks in again, like, the way he's addressing these animals and how he's speaking to, you know, the wildlife that's around him because also he shares a kinship with foxes that are, he likes to, like, make his camp between a den like and and by the way yo he is completely alone guys he does not have a weapon it's like i said it just changes like throughout it like you get to hear from the coroner like he gives his take on like what he gathered from him and like how he ended like you see the 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 people who are close to him you see his parents and even even his parents it just fits you know (laughs) like there's like at some point i felt like right before the credits were about to roll big all right this is all a joke <laughs> you know like there's these are all hired actors and you know like i gotcha but it's just like it's just so surreal that's i think the best word for it because even the way this was all stitched together with like you know it was a, it was a professional i a professional grade camera i would say like it, it added an interesting flair to these ideas like it being so like grainy to me but like i said it's just definitely worth a watch and you know you you and evan definitely had the right idea for this when it came to picking something to watch right before a pod you know like a a cast 
you know, it definitely like, like I said, I, honestly, I didn't want to talk for the first 20 minutes. That's how I wanted to describe this film. I just didn't want to talk. That's how like crazy it was. I was honestly going to just ask you to interview me <laughs> because it's just that trippy. Like you, he, he goes through his ups and downs, you know, like he's the director and the star of his own real life movie that he's making in the wild. And it was like, I, I give, I got to give it to Herzog. Like it was definitely like, it's something like that. Definitely. It definitely touches on all the nerves in, in your brain and, you know, it makes you feel different things throughout it while you're watching it. And even my, my girlfriend, she was sitting next to me watching it with me. And she's like, wow, like, I, I, I can't, like, it's this guy, like, out of his mind. Like, the, 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 the bears, I'm not, guys, and I'm not talking, like, black bears. These are brown grizzly bears. They're called grizzly bears for a reason. Like, they're, they're feral. They're, they're top of the food chain, you know, like, nature... Mother Nature designed them to go to sleep in the winter for a reason. Like, as if they were around year-round, there probably wouldn't be people. <laughs> like, these things are 10 feet tall. They're nor Like, there's there's footage of this guy. He's filming one of these things. Like, probably, he's like, I'm not even exaggerating. He's like 10 feet away from it, filming it. He's holding the camera. And this thing is scratching its back against, um, against a big-ass tree. And he's completely by himself. He has no camera crew. You know, he has no weapon. And he's just filming this thing. And then once it's done, he stands in, like, the the imprint of the aftermath of, of the bear scratching his back on this tree. And the thing was 10 feet tall. Like, so just keeping all that in perspective while he's filming all these scenes with a potentially murderous animal there... You know, like, you have to understand, like, why I'm saying once you see this, you feel like you've seen everything because this man clearly, at some point, completely lost his shit and he put himself in nature. He put himself in nature and not for nothing. I don't know if the bears felt like, like, there's a guy, he says, he's like, I don't know if the bears felt like he was a, like a retard or someone who was stupid or mentally challenged like they were like, like like is this guy serious like that's basically the way they were looking at this man or or the bears yeah the bears or the guy like, is this guy okay <laughs> like does he know who we are like does he know what we do like is, is he kidding me like and what i loved about it too was like you know, for example, like Ev started growing his beard for the shooting of, of the last feature, right? And he really grew it out and he hasn't cut it. Like, so it's very grizzly. What's what's ironic about this guy is he's in the wilderness. Oh my god, for, Evan is the grizzly man? Yeah, but like I'm saying, like Ev, for for example, during his shoot, he grew out his beard, right? Like and, and mind you, Evan's not shooting in rural Alaska or in the you know, the the, the frontier of America. He's he's in the city. This guy is clean shaven <laughs> in every scene, bro. Like I, I'm having trouble keeping up with my regiment, and this guy is clean shaven in every fucking scene, and he kept it going. And he's just this, this guy with like a very calm, calm voice. You know what? Are you, what are you doing, friend? Like you know, and like the, there's a scene like where one like yo, 
this bear steps up to him. Like he like like it's I'm not gonna say he charged him, but like you never like be really close to someone and like you start like, you know, like like pushing your head forward like a chicken, like like you know, you're like you're seeing if they're gonna shake or like move or like you're trying to like psych them out. Yeah, like you're, like you're testing them. Yeah, 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 yeah. The bear did it to him, and let me tell you, bro, <laughs> I'm not there. I'm watching it on a television screen, and when the bear did it, I fucking jumped. This guy, he did not flinch, bro. He just did it right back to the bear. Like he was like, Fuck, like in his face, and I'm there, and I'm just like, yo, this motherfucker is out of his mind. Like, at least Steve Irwin. <laughs> Steve Irwin, like, God rest yeah. him, too. Like, I, I don't know. It's a trend with these guys. Like, you know, Steve Irwin, like, that that hit home to everybody. You know, that was, like, kind of like when, when when we lost Kobe. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, like, just, like, you know, yeah, monumental. Yeah, he was an icon. It's just one of those things when they go, like, it's like a bookmark in, in your life. You know, like, oh, like, what were you doing? But anyway, let me not digress. Like, Steve Irwin, at least, like, he had that sense of he knew that what he was doing was completely crazy. And like, but it's the way he like learned to sustain and, and, and make his money and, you know, start a career and, and eventually, but, but, but also, but also the differences, I think, unless I'm mistaken, Steve Irwin was an animal expert. This guy, I don't think had any kind of pedigree or qualifications no, no, at no. all. He had zero. Like he's just a guy who's actually, so <laughs> he was a failed straight, actor, wasn't he? He's a failed actor, but scoof. <laughs> No matter what, what yeah. I do, you will never, if I'm a failed musician, rapper, poet, dishwasher, actor, you will never, <laughs> if I lose a gig or a role that I think is going to define my life, <laughs> think, because this guy lost the role to Woody Harrelson in Cheers to be the bartender on the show. So he <laughs> lost oh, it yeah, after that. He, like, yo, you can't write this. Like, even his dad mentioned, he's like, yeah, once he lost, you know, it was a close second, you know, how close was second? <laughs> like, even the dad was like, it's Woody Harrelson, like, <laughs> and my son went to, <laughs> my son went to, fuck, how close was second? <laughs> he said, he's like, well, how close was second? You know, like. <laughs> even his dad was like, yeah, it was a, it was a long shot, no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> So with that all being his dad's like he's got his his dad was like he's got more luck out there with the bears than getting that part on Cheers. <laughs> he's got more part with the beers than getting this part on Cheers. Like he's just like and the mom was there. Like, I felt bad for her. Like she was just that type of mom which was not just gonna get her sons in the way. Just let him do what he wants to do and like support him. But like you know like this guy like that's how he went. He went because a bear fucking ate him alive. Also, like, his girlfriend was trying to protect him or save him, and she even, like, when she went on those expeditions, she was fucking petrified, which any normal human being should be. Like, you know, even touching on anything that's, like, metaphysical and, like, spiritual that I, like, carry out in my life, like, my me, myself, like, I will never step into that arena being the fucking Alaskan Peninsula with no one around, just big ass tubs of iron with with my food in it for three months you know like just count me out and and like just every little bump and curve through this film that this guy stitched together and that Herzog basically was just narrating over like it's just dumbfounding to to see someone who in my opinion like he just 
probably had a death wish. He he didn't care much for his life anymore. Enough for nothing. Like animals can sense that. You know, they're like I I, I saw it in in the footage and and how they were treating him. They were like, yo, you know what? Like, this isn't even good to eat. Like, this is just like so much negative energy, probably, or like just lack of care for his existence that I don't even want to like bother like going at this. And he got by for 13 years being in the Alaskan wilderness with these bears and thousands of hours of footage. And like, he's just in a tent and it's pouring rain and it's broken the tent and he's just by himself. And you can tell that this man was just basically putting himself in the line of when he was going to let this thing kill him. Basically, like it wasn't bad enough that he was going every summer during the summertime when things are apparently good and the the bears can, you know, sustain off of the salmon that run through Alaska at the time. He went back in October when, you know, most of the bears that have had a good summer, like they're fulfilled, their appetites are satiated. They go back to their dens, you know, a little fun fact. And the apparently the ones that didn't fare so well, who didn't get enough food from the inner parts of the forest, they make their way out. And there was a lot of like unknowns basically that were around him at the time. Cause maybe those other bears, maybe they felt bad for him and they got acclimated to seeing him every July. Like, Hey, look, it's that crazy blonde guy. He's back again with his fucking box that he stands in front of and does crazy things, <laughs> you know, over and over and over again. They're probably watching him like, yo, this guy is like, he's on a roll. Like he's doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. Like, and like he's saying that he's here to protect us and all this stuff. It's just mind blowing to me that, you know, like he did ultimately get, I think what his deep dark desire was. He wanted to get this. He, he immortalized himself in reality. I think like, yo, like you're on Amazon prime. You know, a lot of people have seen your shit. Like he's been on Letterman. Uh, maybe, you know, like, he, he figured out a way to kind of like leave some type of a, a legacy or a transcendence, you know, through this. And also one of the most and also one of the most renowned uh, independent filmmakers made a documentary about you, about him. Yeah, basically. On top of it. Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, I, so, so your your theory, your theory is that he was going there to die. He wanted to be killed. I think he did give up on life and civility and all that. And he found no solace in that. And he wanted to mutate into a bear or, you know, into the, at least the nature of the bear. <laughs> he and to mutate. Yes, he did. He wanted to, like, psychologically, emotionally, like, the way he was talking, that's probably how bears talk. I love you, man. I love you, man. You know, like, oh, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? Back up. Back up. You back up. Like, <laughs> maybe that's how bears communicate. And he knew how to talk to them. But he inserted himself into the 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 circle of life into the food pyramid basically like and the bears maybe found him either a, a suit because he he claims that the reason why they don't fuck with him is because he challenges them because he doesn't fear death and you know that's the ultimate level i think of being bigger than than your life you know like you've you're not scared of anything and not for nothing i applaud him for doing what he did because usually people who do these kinds of recordings they're either uh 200 yards away with a massive lens or they're just leaving the cameras there overnight to hopefully capture you know a glimpse of life so at then at, at the end of the day this was 
it's something definitely worthwhile to check out. That's what I want to say. Like, I'm not saying, you know, if it made it to the... Did, was it in theaters? I doubt it, right? This wasn't in theaters. Um, I don't know. Well, um, In even, 2005, it, it might have been. If it was or wasn't small release or whatever, regardless of what it did, uh, it's definitely worth checking out because, like I said, what you see, it's just one of those other things that you think about, like, holy shit, like, someone has done this before. Like, like I know Jane... Actually, Jane Goodall today um fun fact i just i like to expose myself to like things that are happening so it's earth day was it is it today or yesterday earth day i think it was yesterday i don't i don't know i think it was i think earth day was yesterday okay uh they're honoring jane goodall jane goodall uh immersed herself in um in a chimpanzees can't be that dangerous right and you know steve Irwin also you know the late steve Irwin, you know Dabbled in poisonous snakes, bugs, insects, arachnids, um, marsupials. These pe- these people, at the end of the day, they are like you said, their pedigree, their school, their experts. They've studied books first, and then also went into the field. So like, like this guy has no place kind of being there. But he challenged them, or they felt bad for him, and he he definitely left a mark. You know, in general, he left a mark. It seemed to me from that documentary that that this guy, um, uh, uh, what was his name? Uh, um, the guy, Tim, Tim, Tim- Timothy Treadwell. Timothy right? Treadwell. That was, the, that was the guy. Yeah, it seemed as though he felt like he had some sort of kinship with the grizzly bears that the grizzly bears did not share with him, though. Yeah. If anything, it seemed like at best they ignored him, and at worst they were aggressive towards him. Well, and at absolute worst they killed him. But well, you have to understand too. It didn't really too, seem like they they showed any affection towards him. They didn't show him like any that. affection. They showed a lot of curiosity. Um, and like I said, he was there usually. I think this is like one of those loopholes that he managed to to slip into. He went when the salmon weren't spawn, and they were they were occupied with that. You know, they didn't want to you know, dabble in human or so to speak. Like the the, the the fish were sufficient enough. They have everything they they desire. And all they gotta do is defend the 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 riverbed and, you know, eat from there. Like that that time period when he was there for the drought, that and until like the rains finally came, he was probably looking like, you know, an appetizer to to the bears at that point in time, you know, like but him going, yeah, they were ready to experiment. They were in college. Yeah, <laughs> and and the fact that the salmon were not flowing through the riverbed, you know, like but when they are and the, the the bellies are full, the bears are like, all right, it's just this crazy guy here. I'm just trying to get this salmon and get the fuck out of here and go to sleep for like three months. <laughs> but like I said, like that was the beauty of it is that he he was able to like do it for so long and you know like. Basically, all in all, I can't wait till you guys give me the next documentary whenever we decide to do this again because, like, I do agree with you. It was a kinship with this, but also, like, they were, they were just curious, too, because, you know, even other people, like, if they see them, they usually turn, turn and run the other way or try to run away for that matter. You know, because apparently the bear that killed him also had other body parts inside of his stomach at the same time, so... You know, there's maybe- yeah. Apparently, I, I think they had said, if I remember correctly, it's been it's been a while since I've seen this documentary. But if I remember correctly, th- that bear that killed him was known for being a gr- more aggressive than than the other ones. Right? Yeah, and it was also Did- uh, 
they they knocked it out and they they wrote that they they tattooed that bear that they shot and killed in thinking that it was the one who ate him and also finding you know human remains in its stomach aside from that you know like basically they say every dog has his day you know every bear has its meal whenever <laughs> it happens but yeah and like yo there was a song at the end of the documentary that was like written for this guy it's actually very touching if you like pay attention i don't know if you did when you finished watching it because you were probably just as shocked as i am of so what your eyes ingested for the last hour and 40 minutes but like and, and here's the other thing like it's kind of like a, a, a like i don't want to sound cliche but i want to use it it's like a car crash you know like really can't take your eyes off of it while you're watching it. Like my, for me, I, I couldn't remove myself from watching it. And like, there were even scenes where I wanted to rewind it, but I'm like, no, just like let it unfold. Like I want to see just all of it in time, you know, like, and then there's just one scene where he's just like, he just loses it. He starts F bombing. He starts cursing out the government, people, poachers. He just goes off and, it's just like, uh, it's someone who basically put himself in nature. He threw himself in that, that food chain and, you know, he didn't obviously come out on top and also like he didn't come out on top in the real world. So he's just in this limbo and that's what makes him, I think, such an angry person. And that's what I think led him to being so self-destructive, you know, and like his girlfriend even said the one that was mauled to death by the, the bear when, you know, this is his last expedition quote unquote, she's like, apparently there was a letter saying that she was saying to him that he was very self-destructive. So, you know, and, and in essence, that's maybe he was trying to personify the nature of the situation or of what he was trying to tell the world. Like, you know, these animals can't speak, you know, we have to defend their, their land and their land is honestly chaos. As Herzog said in the film is, it's, it's chaos, it's murder, it's disarray. And he just fell right in between both worlds and got caught, you know, on the wrong day with the wrong bear. Yeah. And I think like the, the, what what makes the documentary funny, because you had said it yourself, like it is fun and it, it is funny. I found I found it to be quite funny, too. Obviously, it's 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 very sad that the that uh Treadwell had to had passed away and he was he was killed but it is it is it is a funny documentary and the reason is because T Timothy himself Timothy Treadwell himself is a very funny and eccentric person whether it's intentional or unintentional like you said like you 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 alluded to this before but but the thing is because he came from that acting background everything that he would record on his camera he would do take after take of the same thing over and over again until he said everything just right. And Werner Herzog shows a lot of his failed takes in the documentary. So you see like he goes up to those bears and he's like, fuck, I, I, I don't like how I said that. He does take two, goes up to him again, take three, goes up to him again, take four, <laughs> goes up to him again because he's not happy with, with how it came out. Thank God, he, thank God he had digital. Thank really God he had straight. digital. Thank God he had digital, not film. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he's, uh, 
he's talking to, he, he tells every living thing that he comes by that he loves it. Like comes, he like picks up a, a ladybug. He's like, I love you. Like to, <laughs> to everything. He tells every living animal that he, he loves it. Uh, Meanwhile, this animal has, it's like, what is this person? That's no, over here. I, and, and also the, the supporting cast, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. They also had some sort of strangeness to them. Yeah, Everybody every was single a little person. bit weird in this documentary. Anyone who had anything to do with this idea to be like carried out or this this universe to be imprinted and, and displayed image-wise, they did have some type of quirk. I, I agree with you. Dude, he grabbed poop. He grabbed, he goes, he goes up to the poop pile with the camera. He's like, oh my God, look, I found your oh, poop. Yeah. He goes, oh my God, I found your poop, look. And he's like, he's like, it's still warm. He's like, it came out of my baby girl. Oh my God. Yo, me, me and yes. my, you know, my girlfriend he was like and I so lost proud. it, bro. We lost it. Like even she, she was, she was on her phone doing something obviously way more productive than what I was doing. <laughs> and, and literally she's like, what's he doing? And I was like, that's, that's her poop. And he's touching her poop. He's like, oh. I'm touching and I'm like, yo, that's what happens yeah. when you're out in the, in the wilderness for four months by yourself. That that when, once you saw that, that's how you knew he lost his mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like he was so he was so proud that this bear took a shit that he <laughs> felt that he should like. He was in awe of it. He was mesmerized by the turd and and its warmth. Imagine it's like imagine if you have a baby and your baby does its first potty, like yeah. you know what I mean, like yeah. on its on his own, yeah. and you're so happy that you go, you stick your hand in the toilet and you lift up the poop and you're just like, oh my god, my baby, my my baby did a dookie. I'm so proud. Yo, let me tell you, you something, shit. It's George, like, Georgie, what the fuck? George. Like by that yeah, point in yeah. the movie, by that point in the movie, it was like what well, I think it was like forty-eight minutes in or like fifty-six minutes in. By that point, when he started to do that, right, and then, I, and my mind, because like I said, as I'm watching it, I'm picturing things that are gonna coalesce from this, and somehow this these these recurring senses of uh, deja vu were occurring, where I'm like, I feel like I'm narrating this film because I know what's coming like that's how it felt it just felt like one of those pre predestined things that were going to just happen because it's so grandiose and if he grabbed that poop and started eating it i would not have been surprised at all and i know it's fucked up to talk about a dead guy who was mauled by a bear to death eating shit but literally like i was not in shock to see anything that was going to come on one of the tapes from his. And I really like there. Cause so look also guys, there's, there's a scene where Herzog, the, the, the director of the film and also the narrator, he, um, he hears the, the film audio. Cause apparently like when the bear started attacking him and killing him, they didn't get the lens cap off. So basically there's six minutes of, of, of taped sound Without the without the image of hers of uh sorry of uh Treadwell being killed by this bear and then ultimately like his girlfriend seeing it and trying to defend him and Herzog listens to it. If they played the footage, like as much as I'd be like, wow, I really can't hear that. Like that'd be like fucked up to hear. I'm like, they're giving us all these angles and all these bases for this film, and I'm like, why not just throw it at us? And like, just let the viewer hear it or not hear it. And it'll be just one of those things where if you want to listen to it or not, you close your ears 
or you just like fast forward it. But basically, I I would not have been shocked if they put that in. And it's just little things like that, like that were popping up throughout this film that even made me at any point feel like, yo, what if this guy even faked his death? Like, just not. Oh, man, I don't think so. I mean, I think I think I think them not playing that audio I think was just maybe on the one hand to not make the movie too um grotesque uh a, a grotesque yeah or 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 shocking uh, but also perhaps, you know, for a level of, of respect, you know, okay, this yeah. is this man's final moments, you know, I, I'm not the person yeah. to decide if this is something, everything else is par for the course, right? Because he filmed it himself. Everything else, Timothy Treadwell recorded himself. So obviously with he the wanted a record of it to be out there. And with the intention yes. of getting it out there. Yeah. So his death, you know, it's not something that you could say he wanted to be available. I mean, maybe he did, but ultimately, Werner we'll Herzog, never know. this person who didn't even know him, is not going to make that call. Yeah, absolutely. But like I said, so I, I respect that. And you and you know, I'm sorry. We're saying we're saying you know that we're kind of like pointing out some of the ridiculous stuff that this person was was doing. And this is not coming from a place of of disrespect. It's just he was an eccentric person. Super. He was dead or alive. He was a very bizarre, unusual, uh, unorthodox, eccentric person. And I don't think that was something that he was hiding from the world. That's something that he was clearly showing the world. So it's not disrespectful to, to kind of laugh at him, you know, mesmerized at, at bear poop. Yeah, that's the crazy or part. Or any of the other makes you feel, But that's what I'm saying. It does make you feel so many different ways. Like... You know, maybe that's the genius of, of Herzog, you know, like on, on his end. But like, like I said, this is just something that I started to watch. And I'm like, I need to pay attention to this. This is bugged out stuff. This is crazy talk. Like, I just, I was basically very happy by the end of it because I was like, this man achieved everything that he wanted just now. Like, the whatever the message Except is. Except for being on Cheers. Except for me, it was a close second. How close is a second? How close? How close? <laughs> How close is a second? One can only hope, but, <laughs> you know, we'll never know. Shout out to Woody Harrelson. <laughs> so, Grizzly Man, definitely a thumbs up. Yeah. Um, okay, so that concludes the very first uh, segment of uh, John Soul. Yeah. John John Soul discusses documentaries. Yeah, that's good. Mortality has lots of technicality. It means different things to be or be elite. This word only has one definition to me. And it doesn't mean me not being D-E-A-D. It only means me living preserved through the ages. To people's everything prayless, it hurts me to say this. But my immortality will not make me ageless. So finally mocking me from being able to say shit. Just the idea of my voice living forever is one of the keys for me to being remembered. I will haunt this earth, not in body, but in spirit. And to live immortal forever through my lyrics. Time will get rid of 
never saw eventually Do I still want my voice to echo through history Even if a blade's in my wrist, a gun to my temple I'll never keep my mouth shut, it's that simple I'm a living, breathing, ever-changing instrumental With the flow so rich, that's how I get into your mental I won't be remembered long after the casket drops Cause once that drops, the track still drops Come on, I want to remain to always be in this game Death can't take away what was invented by your brain It can't take away what I used to create in my name It's the power to change, people feel your pain People hear you as you lay, your lyrics rain My body may be leaving, but my vocals remain You may still hear me if you are my grave brain I wrote deep, most will never get what I was saying Created from scratch, lyrics beats, no more can match Kicks a hi-hats that I constructed to be exact in the box, listen to my bass rock Subs not close, hot, I got your ears unlocked A style of my own, so I can stay here To play here, dedicate yourself, invest in gear Don't look at what others got or what they did It's your shit, immortal here that no one can forbid From the room I heard the bass kick and snare hit Constructed the flow, connected words to spit My spine alignment was arranged for my brain It was seen in my eye, I'm for the rap game That does a young and jumping couldn't stop moving no changing, I'm still the same person. Always on the grind, always on the right. Like the sign of the pen, constantly grip tight. The combination's deadly. No page could hold me. I feel books like jars are tied on a day rainy. My tongue and mind were tied from birth. My purpose, destined to live life through a verse. To put out the word that would be heard all over the world. To cause an uprising great stir. I live in the zone until my body is torn. Then I live on in my musical form. <laughs> 